Welcome to Winning Is Not Everything, where we bring sanity back to youth sports by focusing on character development, effort, and sportsmanship, not rankings and trophies. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, former NFL reporter, children's book author, and youth sports coach. Was coaching kids in sports always so difficult? That's something we'll explore with our current guests, so make sure to stick around and find out. Team Snap is the presenting sponsor of the Winning Is Not Everything podcast. Fall sports are in full swing, and while you already know that Team Snap can help your team stay organized, did you know they also offer tools to help you run your next tournament? Learn more about the Team Snap tournaments product by joining Team Snap's live webinar on September 27th. How to run a tournament, diversify revenue streams, and get sponsorships. Visit the Team Snap website to save your seat. For Nicole McCormick, the desire's there. She knows all about the impact, given how much her father shaped her sports experience and her life. But Nicole is a working mom, serving as an executive at TeamSnap, and she's juggling all the demands related to her family, her work, and her community. When I was a kid, most of my coaches were not paid, and they were usually a teammate's dad. Now, coaches are getting paid, yet one thing hasn't changed. The vast majority are men. Over 74% of head coaches in youth athletics are men, according to a February report in the Los Angeles Times. And the perceptions? Well, they're still a bit outdated. In a survey of NBA and NFL fans, 31% said female coaches are less qualified than their male counterparts. And 30% said male athletes won't respect them. In part three of our talk, Nicole McCormick shares about her own experiences as a coach, including the challenges, as well as her final insights in our wide-ranging and inspiring conversation. Let's get to it. Now, I know that you also coach. Tell me about that experience, especially given the huge influence your father had on you and your siblings as a coach throughout your childhood. Yeah, so I coached both my kids um, playing soccer when they were in rec leagues, which was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. For me, it was a way, one, to continue to be involved in the game, two, to give back to the community, but three, again, I knew, as you said, what an impact it had on me that my father coached me and and the bond that created for us. Um, And so that was something I was really passionate about doing. Not easy, though, especially being a mom trying to coach. I think being anyone trying to coach. But, you know, when you have a full time job and you're running a family and a household and then you add on coaching, this is why you said, I wish more parents would do it. But I also understand why it's hard. And I wish more moms would do it. But I also understand why it's hard. I think only one in four youth sports coaches are are female right now. I think it's so important, like in the classroom, right? Most of our kids are predominantly taught by women, by female teachers, but it's important to have some male teachers, right? It's important to have teachers of different ethnicities and things like that. And so I think it's really, really important that we figure out ways, how do we get more females to say yes to coaching and remove, you know, that perception, especially the good old boys club, right? I mean, that it's just a bunch of older guys too, 
Because even when I'm on the sidelines, I just don't see, and I'm not young anymore, by the way. So I, I'm starting to make that mental shift. But, you know, I still see a lot of coaches who are well into retirement age, you know, and I, I think maybe it's time for a little bit of a passing of the torch, so to speak. Yeah. How do we make it easier for women to coach, right? And, and you talked about a couple of things. At TeamStep, we did a panel recently, some of our female coaching customers. It was an awesome panel. But they talked about some of the challenges. And to your point, some of it is the stigma or the kind of it feels like a boys club that they feel like their parents who don't respect them as a female coach. And then some of it is just time commitment. I mean, one of my favorite pictures is of me trying to coach my daughter in soccer. And I've got a little girl by the hand and a group of girls surrounding me. This is back when, like, you literally had to get on the field with them because they didn't even know which direction to go. And in L.A. that day, it was it had to be like 95 degrees, super hot. I'm soaked in sweat. And on my hip is my two year old son because I didn't have my husband was out of town that weekend. I didn't have anyone to yeah. take care of him and he didn't want to sit on the sidelines by himself. So I'm trying to coach a game in the middle of the field with a two year old on my hip. It's challenging, right? How do we make it easier for women? Before we started taping, you shared sort of a personal thing that you learned about yourself. Can you share that with the audience about something that you realized about yourself and as a sports parent? Yeah, this is recent. So I was sitting on the sidelines of my son's soccer games. Uh, this was last weekend. He was in a tournament and they did go on to win that tournament. It was a wonderful experience for the kids. They won that tournament, which was nice. But I sat there and all of the games, there are four games, and I realized that in all four games, I sat in my chair quietly. I didn't get out of my seat once. I cheered when they scored goals. That was wonderful. I cheered when something good happened. But it was a moment when I realized I've taken a deep breath and I've settled. And I was looking at a lot of the other parents on the sidelines, and they are up and they are cheering and they're jumping up like wild men and women when we score a goal, and they're yelling at the ref when they don't agree with the call. And like just so much emotion and energy into this game. And I've been at this a long time now, right? My daughter's 15. She started playing when she was like three. Started playing club soccer when she was eight. And so I've been at this a long time now. And I was watching these other parents and realizing I have finally gotten a little more zen about all of this youth sports stuff. And I used to be like them. And I've realized, you know, every win, every loss, every goal scored or goal given up or bad play by your kids. None of it matters. It is a marathon, not a sprint. And I think we, the parents, we, the adults sometimes just get too emotionally wrapped up in this when it's just supposed to be about them having fun out there. And it was just a moment of reflection for me on who maybe I started off as, as a youth sports parent, especially the competitor in me from my own journey and where I am now in a much better place about just appreciating that they're out there, they're learning some of these life skills and they're having fun. So, Nicole, you were a highly accomplished athlete. You've got a daughter playing sports. You've got a son playing sports. I've spoken to so many parents just about those pressures and sometimes from the kid's perspective to feel like to be successful, I have to at least go as far as mom did. How do you balance that as a competitor, as a mother, as an athlete? Yeah, it's, an, it's a great question. You know, one of the things I've said before, Sean, sometimes is there have been times when I've said, sometimes I wish they picked sports that I didn't play or didn't do. So they didn't feel that pressure, that comparison. And again, back when I was a younger youth sports parent, 
So I get so wrapped up in it, right? When she goes out of the cross field or the softball field, two things I know nothing about, or she played some basketball for a while. I was terrible at basketball. I just sit there and have fun. And it's such a joy to watch her because it's like, wow, look at her out there. That's amazing. What a joy. It was harder to do that for me with soccer, right? And here I am critiquing like, oh, she should have took that with the outside first one and then hit it with her right instead of her left. And then, you know, craziness. Um, so I had to dial that back. You know, you have to take yourself out of it. Um, we tell our kids all the time or try to tell them all the time, just do your best. That's all we care about. Effort, trying hard and having fun. I very much try, and I know we've all heard this as youth sports parents, but I very much try to do the, I love to watch you play. It was fun mm-hmm. to watch you play yeah. today. Yeah. And stop myself as much as I can from the constantly giving feedback or trying to help improve them. This question just popped into my head because of your unique background. I asked this question to a bunch of coaches for a series I did, but I want to know from you, at what age should it start to matter, right? Because we talk about it being fun, but at some point it does have to matter a little bit because, you know, sort of the stakes change in things. What age do you think that is? I think right now we've made that age too early. I'll tell you that. Right. I, I think you and I are early. definitely on the same yeah. page on that. But I'm curious, what do you think is that age where have you already had that conversation with your daughter? Where, again, have fun, but it does start to matter a little bit. I have. It's funny. I just had it recently. Right. And it isn't about soccer. In fact, she loves to play soccer. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's going to play soccer in college. She's a nice player. Yeah. I think yeah. she's amazing, um, but I don't know if it's going to be soccer. It could for her potentially be track. She is a very talented runner. And so we did have the conversation, frankly, last track season, last spring and this summer. She went on to junior Olympics this summer. And we had the conversation about it starting to matter. And the conversation, though, was about her taking care of her body as an athlete. You know, her getting the rest and the nutrition and the stretching and the things she needs to do if she wants to be a premier athlete to maintain that. And so that probably was the moment. So she's going into her freshman year in high school. That was the moment when we started to say, okay, if you're serious about this, there's some things that are starting to matter. I still think before that, let them play and have fun and experiment with different sports. I, you know, obviously as a soccer player, Alex Morgan has the story of she didn't start playing competitive soccer, I think, until she was in high school. And here she is, one of the best players in the world. So for me, I don't know, I think when you start to get into high school and people's kids start to get serious about it, that's when it matters. Before then, let's let them experiment and have fun. Yeah. No, I I tell parents all the time, college or pro coaches are not going to be impressed that your kid won an 11-year-old title of any sort, right? You know, that really should be about fun. So I really appreciate your perspective on that. Last two questions that I ask every guest. What's one message you have for youth sports parents today? Slow down. Slow down. Don't rush it, right? My son fell into club soccer by accident at age five, and he started at five. And I look back now, and I think it was probably too soon, and we probably took it too seriously. We prioritized sports over almost everything in our lives. And I am a person who's big on commitment. You make the commitment to the team. You need to show up to the team. And yet, it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be a game. And I look back, and I'm like, ah. Let them miss a game every once in a while for the best friend's birthday party, maybe. 
or let the whole family take a day off because the sports are year round now, all the time, especially for me out in California. We never stop. And maybe the family skips a day and we stay in our PJs and watch a movie and everybody relaxes. Like, again, it is a marathon. There is a long road ahead of you. Slow down. Don't rush it and just take it a little easier than maybe I did early on as a youth sports parent. Appreciate the honesty. And last question, what's one message you have for kids who look up to you as somebody who competed at the collegiate level, as somebody who's a high-ranking female executive at a sports company? I think it's this one, and I actually heard it from a female coach, and I loved it, which is confidence sometimes is overrated. Sometimes it's not having confidence. Sometimes it's having courage and the courage to show up even when you're not confident, right? Being able to show up in those moments when you don't have it all together or when you're not sure. We talked earlier about when I got the opportunity as a freshman to step on the varsity college soccer field in a position I hadn't played in years and years. The courage to say, okay, I'm going to give that a try. And similarly, being a female executive, the courage to get in a room, a boardroom, maybe with all males, and you're feeling a little bit of an imposter syndrome. And you say that that's okay. I don't feel super confident today, but I am going to have courage and I am going to step into that role. So that's the one I'm saying. That is phenomenal. I love that. Well, Nicole, I had so much fun talking to you. Thank you so much for the generosity of your time and your many, many pearls of wisdom. Thank you, Sean. It was fun. And we love what you do here on this podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Winning Is Not Everything. Please make sure to like the podcast and subscribe to the podcast so you can immediately get the latest episode. If you have any questions or comments, please visit my website, seankjensen.com and go to the contact page. You can even leave me a voice recording. And of course, I want to thank my presenting sponsor, TeamSnap. Don't forget to visit TeamSnap's website to sign up for their next live webinar, How to Run a Tournament, Diversify Revenue Streams, and Get Sponsored. The webinar is on September 27th. Until next time, I'm Sean Jensen. Yeah.